Hello and welcome to OT with DA and CR. Today, <laughs> wait, CM. CM. <laughs> I was thinking Christian. <laughs> CM. What's your middle name? Raul. Oh, I was right. I was going to say <laughs> so, M. So, yeah. CRM. Uh, Pastor Christian Martin, a longtime friend. Uh, today is day 44 of OT with DA. Welcome to everybody that's tuning in on Instagram Live. We're glad you're here. And uh, look at us. We are twinning. Yeah, buddy. We are twinning. As soon as I saw Good. that Christian brought his DA with DA shirt, I was like, I got to put my shirt on. And yes, we are this cheesy. Are we yeah. this cheesy? Uh, I'm afraid we are. <laughs> I'm afraid Christian, we can are. Christian, i be honest with you. What? You're one of the cheesiest people I know. And I mean that as a compliment. As a compliment. Oh, hey, I mean, I consider myself to be cheesy. Now explain a compliment. How can that be a compliment? Well, just because you're just like, you're happy, you're enthusiastic, right. you're up for anything, you'll say corny dad things, and you don't care. Is that fair? That's fair. That's true. Okay, That's so true. Christian, tell us a little bit about yourself. Who are you? Where do you live? How many wives do you have? How many children do you have? All right, so I have I have two children, two children, one wife. Uh, okay. My kids are 14 Same and- Same combination. That's what four, I have. 14 and 12. Okay. They're growing fast, and I'm I'm a pastor in Northern Virginia at the Living Hope Seventh Adventist Church. Okay, and how long yep. have you been there? And I have been there about three years. I graduated from Southern. Okay. So I've been in ministry since I was class of 99. So over 20 years. Over 20 years. Good for you. Yeah. And you're, and a P, no, you're kind and of a PK, right? I am a PK. Yeah, yeah. We, yeah. Got, we got PKs and, on this show. And I've, I think I've known you for about 20 years. Yeah, it's been a long time. yeah. yeah. CR. I don't know why I said CR. It was because I was thinking of Christian. Christian. Yeah, yeah. And uh, your wife is Heidi. Heidi. She's yep. amazing. She plays the piano. Oh, yes. Probably as good as anybody that I've ever seen play the piano, <laughs> especially in like a congregational setting. Mm. You know, I, you know I, I've said to Heidi so many times, I like the way you play the piano because you play the piano like it's a percussion instrument. Like she kind of plays oh, it like yes. she's angry. <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> oh, she puts, yeah, she puts, she puts her heart into it. And um, she, yeah, she puts everything in. Yeah, it. like she's yeah. sweating. I'm sure when she's done, she's like sweating. <laughs> so and then two children, a boy and a girl. Yep. Firstborn son, Elijah and Moriah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, we are glad that you're here. Christian and I, like Gabe last night that was with us, have been running friends and ministry friends and yeah. just life friends for the better part of two decades now. And so Christian, so glad you're here for OT with DA. You've got your DA with DA shirt on. I've got my DA with DA shirt on, and this is probably as good a time as any to let you know that the OT with DA shirts and hoodies are happening. It's a thing. It's actually happening. All right. They are available starting basically immediately, and it's going to work exactly like it did with the DA with DA shirts. And let me just quickly explain that. Um, we're not going to take stock and sell it. It's just a limited, you have to order them. You have two weeks to order them. And then we're going to place our order with the manufacturer. Uh, so if you don't get them inside of the two weeks, you don't get them. So these are like limited edition, right? This You can't get these anymore. The OT with DA shirts look amazing. I'll put them up on my Instagram account as soon as tonight, sometime later tonight. Or if you really want to get a sneak peek, you can go over to typesandsymbols.com and have a look. Now, let me just tell you a little something. One of the things that I was really desirous about with the OT with DA shirts is that we got really high quality shirts. And so what we decided to do was I became aware of this very cool company that I've been following on Instagram called Farm Fresh Clothing. And all of their shirts are 
100% American made, they're organic cotton, they're environmentally friendly inks, like they're, they're, they're not just like, you know, $2 Chinese t-shirts or, you know, $2 overseas. These are like high quality shirts made in America, again, organic cotton and environmentally friendly dyes. So as you might guess, the price goes up a little bit. So what we've decided to do, uh, Types and Symbols, Mark and myself, we just are basically selling these shirts at our cost. Okay, so the t-shirts are 25 bucks and that's basically, that includes shipping. That's what we're paying for them. And they come in several different colors. You can see all that in a little bit. We also are doing hoodies and the hoodies are like 53 bucks. We're selling them for 55. So, and that includes shipping. So the hoodies actually look really good. They're the same thing, organic cotton. They're absolutely beautiful. They unfortunately only come in one color. It's kind of a charcoal gray. It looks really cool, actually. I'm going to get one of them. But I just want you to know that we are basically just passing on what amounts to the wholesale price. And uh, they are a little more expensive than, I think last year's shirts were 22 or when we did DA with DA or 23 or something like that. Yeah. But um it's so all American made, organic cotton, environmentally friendly inks, and a very cool company, Farm Fresh Clothing. So check them out. You'll have exactly two weeks to order these shirts and that's it. Okay, so if you're interested, shirts and hoodies or whatever, if you're interested, it would be great. Get as many as you want. This isn't about making money or, or uh, you know, uh, profiteering. It's about creating community. I can't tell you how excited I get when I go to a speaking appointment or an Arise Intensive or something and there's people there with their DA with DA shirts on. I'm like, hey, we've had the same experience. Been there, you know, you just have this immediate connection. And so it's about community building. A big shout out to Mark and the team at Types and Symbols for designing these shirts. I think they look amazing. They're not exactly like the DA with DA shirts, they're different. We're trying to mix it up a little bit. So anyway, if you can't resist, you can go to typesandsymbols.com right now, have a quick look. If you would rather wait, then shortly after tonight's program, I'll put them up on my Instagram and you can see them. So anyway, I'll remind you of this periodically over the next couple of weeks. And um, you're going to get Exciting. a shirt? You're going to get a shirt. Sounds good. No, I'm going to get a hoodie. Oh, I, oh you want a hoodie? I, I think I want the hoodie. Oh, you're a big spender. Yeah. yeah. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get a hoodie too. They look amazing. Um, okay, Christian, so awesome to have you here. Thank you. Thank you. We are in chapter 43. 43. Mm -hmm. I did 42. 43. Uh, the Death of Moses, and I read this chapter twice today, uh, read the chapters in Scripture upon which it's based, which is like Deuteronomy 31 to 34, the Song of Moses. Um, what did you think of the chapter? You'd read it before, but did you love it? Uh, yes, I, I I loved it. It, it's, it was, I, I came across insights that um, were fresh in you for the first time. Yeah? So, yeah. You got, you got some mean, stuff to share. You're ready. I think I might. Okay, I, I, I need think you to, I might. I need you to bring your A game here, Christian. <laughs> I've heard you preach. You're a great preacher, so I need your A game. No, no, it was it was a it was an awesome chapter. I, I by the way, what are these? I loved it very much. What are these? Watch out, bro. <laughs> I, I got these are fragile. I got them at the dollar at the dollar store. So, so you need reading glasses yeah. now. Let me put those. Yeah, I gotta on throw them on. Let, let me see what I, I buy ten at a time see, at the Dollar Tree. Let me see what a dollar gets me. Oh, a dollar gets me a headache. Okay, we're going to start with prayer. Welcome, everybody. We are super pumped that you are here, and it was so great to have Gabe last night, who's in the room as well. He'll sneak around to the other side here when we do the word. Um, Christian, why don't you open with prayer, and I'll close. All right, sounds good. Let's pray. Our Father in heaven, thank you, Lord. Thank you that you've brought us through another day. Thank mm. you that you've been able to 
guide our steps. And Amen. here we find ourselves Amen. together this evening to be able to once again, Lord, dig into your word, dig into a rich source of spiritual knowledge that we pray, Lord, will truly make a deep impact in our hearts, Amen. Uh, that it may produce fruit for eternity. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, so hope you have your Bibles handy. I'm going to open my Bible here to Deuteronomy 31. And I hope you've got your patriarchs and prophets handy. We're going to be in chapter 43. And Christian, just right out of the gate, let me just ask you, what was your sort of impression of the chapter? Like, like we don't have to go in depth yet, because we'll do that as we move through yeah. it. But what was your sort of like, you finished and your main emotion was what? Your main feeling was what? Well, first of all, look at looking at the title of the chapter, The mm. Death of Moses. Mm. You know, off the bat, it sounds discouraging. Mm -hmm, you know, it mm -hmm. sounds like this chapter is going to it's going to be depressing. It's going to be somewhat sad. Right. Um, but as I as I continue to read, by the end I got to the by the time I got to the end of the chapter, I would say that I was in awe. I was in okay. awe of of the outcome of what initially appeared to be a very sad story, the outcome was glorious. Okay. And so I was like, wow. It's interesting you use the word glorious. At least two times in my margin, I wrote glory, glory. Yeah. Because there's, a, there's a few up. things in here where you're just like, yeah, hallelujah. Mm -hmm. Right? Okay, let's yeah. get into it then. Um, page 547 of Types and Symbols, 469, I think, of the original. Uh, 469. There it is, 469. Yeah. And... Um, Christian, if you don't mind, I'll put you right on the spot. And if you just read the first paragraph all the way down through the verse that's quoted there in Deuteronomy 32, just read that whole section. Okay. First paragraph? Yeah, just all the way down to right. Uh, all the way to there. Yep. All right. That section right there. All right. It says, In all the dealings of God with his people, there is, mingled with his love and mercy, the most striking evidence of his strict and impartial justice. There is exemplified in the history of the Hebrew people. God has bestowed great blessings upon Israel. Mm. His loving kindness towards them is touchingly portrayed. As an eagle stirreth up her nest, fluttereth, fluttereth over her young, spreadeth abroad her wings, taketh them, beareth them on her wings, so the Lord alone did lead him. And yet what swift and severe retribution was visited upon them for their transgressions. Okay. Mm. All right, so so the chapter opens um, as it really actually opens up in kind of a cool way. It's just saying that in all the way that God has dealt with Israel, she says there's this mingling mm. of love and mercy, yeah. right? Love and mercy, and with love and mercy is this like strict but impartial justice, and that and that I've mentioned this before in OT with DA, and this is probably a good time to repeat it that you never want to find yourself saying something like. God is love, but, mm. right? There's nothing that you can say <laughs> after the but that will make that sentence make any sense at all. Mm. You'll sometimes hear people say, God is love, but he's also just. No, 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 no. God is love and he is just. Mm. God is love, but he punishes. God is love and he punishes. You never, ever, ever want to set the love of God in tension with some other characteristic or attribute of mm. God. Mm -hmm. you, could always, you could almost say it's a just it's a just love and a loving justice. Very good. Exactly. You know, it's, it's That's a really together. great way to say it. And so what she's saying here is, is that what we see in the history of Israel is love and mercy. That's true. And we also see not intention, mm. but as a consequence of love and mercy, we also see 
this, she uses the word strict. I, I think the word here, strict kind of has a negative connotation, mm. but I think the word simply means, as she would use it today, exact mm. or precise. Yeah. Right? Precise justice, impartial justice. And I know that word strict or stern might not land in quite the right place with you. Remember that language is fluid. It's one of the reasons that the the types and symbols version sort of updated some of the more archaic language. And so when you see the word strict there, think it think of it in terms of precise, mm -hmm. impartial and precise. God doesn't play favorites. Yeah. He doesn't blur the lines. He's not a little fuzzy with some. No, we've, we're going to see this with Moses here. Yeah. Where, you know, two times in this chapter, she says his one great sin, mm -hmm. right? But one great sin was one too many. Mm -hmm. And when I read the word strict, I, the word that came to mind was it's unchangeable. It's, it's Very good. It stays constant. Very it's good. strict because it stays constant. Yeah. 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 But you know what? I, a lot of people, when you say strict, maybe they get these yeah, like yeah. sort of, you know, trauma moments from their parents who are a bit over the top. Yeah, exactly. Okay, that's yeah. not what's on offer no, here because no. he's a loving father. But precise or unchanging. Exactly. Okay, now I'm going to read the next paragraph, and um, I'll just read it through, and then I'm going to highlight something that popped out at me. The infinite love of God. Well, how about that for a starter, right? Not the love of God, not the, the infinite love of God has been manifested in the gift of his only begotten Son to redeem a lost race. Christ came to the earth to reveal to men the character of his Father, his life was filled with deeds of divine tenderness and compassion. And yet, Christ himself declares, till heaven and earth pass away, one jot or one tittle will by no means pass from the law till all is fulfilled, quoting Matthew 5.18. The same voice that with patient, loving entreaty invites the sinner to come to him and find pardon and peace will in the judgment bid the rejecters of his mercy, depart from me, ye cursed. Depart from me, ye cursed, Matthew 25.41. In all the Bible, God is represented not only as tender father, but also as righteous judge, though he delights in showing mercy and forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin, yet he will by no means mm. clear the guilty. Mm. Okay, I have, I have several observations about this paragraph, and I want to hear what you have to say as well, Christian. So the first thing I've already noted there, the infinite love of God, and mm. we've already seen again and again that one of Ellen White's favorite adjectives to describe God is infinite. She'll say he's infinitely holy. He's infinitely good. Here, the infinite love of God. She sometimes refers to him just as the infinite one. The second thing that jumped out at me is this word manifested. And this might be a little, you know, this might be slightly technical for some, but I want to say it anyway. And if you get it, you get it. And I hope you do. The infinite love of God has been manifested in the gift of his only begotten son to redeem a lost race. Manifested means to reveal or to disclose what's already there. In other words, here's what I wrote in my margin. Manifested, not manufactured. Mm. Right? Like the love of God is shown in the sacrifice of Jesus. It's not created in the sacrifice of Jesus. What the sacrifice of Jesus shows us is that God loved us all along. Right? The, the willingness to die, the willingness to, to become a human being and to die on man's behalf was already in the heart of God. It didn't have to be drummed up. It didn't have to be manufactured. It just had to be displayed. And when you understand that, it really helps you to see that, that love and mercy and kindness and all of the words that she uses in this paragraph are not in any way antithetical to God's character. They're the outgrowth. Mm -hmm. in, in fact, you could say it like this. The moment there was a sinner, there was a Savior. There wasn't a, there was no lapse. There wasn't five minutes of thinking or pondering. No, the moment there's sin, there's a Savior. And look at the words. I highlighted them here. I'm just going to say all these words, and then I'll ask you the question, you know, what emotional hmm. space do hmm. these words put you in? Okay, you ready? Hmm. 
These are all from this one paragraph. Mm -hmm. Love, gift, <laughs> tenderness, compassion, patient, loving, entreaty, invite, pardon, <laughs> peace, tender, righteous, delight, mercy, forgiving. Mm -hmm. Look, look what I did. You did the same thing. Look at that, exactly. Exactly, and we didn't even, we didn't discuss this yeah. before. So, so Christian, <laughs> when I say all those words, what emotional headspace does that put you in? Ooh. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, it's a God that I, I want to run to. Thank you. <laughs> I want to run to him as fast as I can and, and just throw myself in his arms. Amen, you know? 100%. Oh, wow. I mean, you just let those words sink yeah. into your mind and, and say, this is God. Mm. All of those words are God. Yeah. Patient, loving, entreaty, invite, pardon, peace, mercy, righteous, forgiving, tender, mm. compassionate. I mean, right? She's falling over herself to choose yeah. the most attractive, like you say, you mm. want to run into him, the most attractive and endearing mm -hmm. adjectives. And she's saying, this is who God is. Mm. He's infinitely loving. Mm -hmm. So that's what jumped out at me. Yeah. You got anything else on that paragraph? Yeah. You know, um, something something I noticed here is that it says, in all the Bible, God is represented not only as a tender father, but as a righteous judge. But what I noticed was that she also describes Moses as having, what did she say, parental tenderness. Oh, and yeah, And here yeah, she yeah. speaks of God as being a tender father. Very good. Um, you know, there's there's those common characteristics between God and Moses. That's right. And, and I don't know if she intentionally did that, but you could see the parallels of how God... Well, in fact, she says no, towards the end of the chapter, definitely Moses was purpose. a type of Christ. Yeah. And so the characteristics of Christ are seen in the life of Moses. Yeah, so if, you, if we go to the next paragraph, so this is when the invitation, God basically reveals to Moses, like Aaron. By the way, I don't know, you weren't in the room last night, but I just want to reiterate, not when I said this part. I think this is so powerful that God allowed mm. Aaron to die atop mm. Mount Hor before... Mm this sort of second golden calf incident took place in Moab. And I just think that was so merciful. Moses is now going to have a similar kind of experience. He's going to go um, to, what is it, Mount Nebo? Is that right? Yes. And he's going to die. And he knows that this is going to happen. And yet, I just love this. Right in the middle of that third paragraph there. He knew that he must die, mm -hmm. yet he had not for a moment faltered mm -hmm. in his care for Israel. Mm -hmm. She makes this point at least three, maybe four times that Moses, she even says he forgets himself. Yeah. He's like, oh, yeah. I'm going to die today. Okay. Yeah. That's not even his main concern. Mm -hmm. His concern is, but what about the people? Mm -hmm. What about Israel? What about God's heritage? This just goes to show you how paternal, how mm -hmm. fatherly he was. I mean, literally just imagine that. On the day mm -hmm. that you know, today's yeah. your day, you're going to die. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but what about the people? Mm. What, a, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh, just so beautiful. You know, and, and you know, you mentioned that she says he knew that he must die. Yeah. Um, you know what I noticed in, in that phrase, along with others like it, there's another section where it says he knew that he was to die alone. Yeah, she's going to get um, in. Yeah. And she also says he would not shrink from death. He was assured. But you know, all those characteristics point me to Christ. Yeah, that's right. Because Christ, that, Christ knew that he must die. Christ knew that he would die alone. Christ would not shrink from death. Christ was assured of the joy that was set before him. You see all these parallels. Porter Sixpack says, Moses was a dude. I totally agree. <laughs> I said that early on. I, yeah. I think people have been quoting me on that. Yeah. yeah, Moses was a dude. Like he's, in fact, in that same paragraph, just a few uh, sentences later, the work of Moses as leader of Israel was ended. Still, and here's the point I was just highlighting, mm. he forgot himself in his interest 
for mm. his people. Mm. I mean, Christian, you're a pastor. You've been a pastor for 20 years. I've pastored for about 16 years. A pastor is a shepherd. Mm. And the line sometimes between your the pastor and the sheep, I mean, you live with the sheep. You know, I'm talking about a literal pastoral mm. situation. You live with the sheep. Mm. You take care of the sheep. Yeah. The sheep hear your voice. There's this incredible connection here. And Moses is not thinking about it. Oh, I have to die today, and I'm really afraid, and I'm scared. All he can think is, but what about the sheep? Mm -hmm. What? And I know as yeah. a pastor, we need to pray, God, give me a heart for my people. Give me the heart of, of Moses. Give me the heart of Jesus. Give me your heart for the people that you've entrusted to me as an under-shepherd. Yeah, and, and the way that happens oftentimes is when you pour into someone's life. Mm -hmm. You mm -hmm. pour of yourself into someone's life. Beautiful. And when you think about it, man, Moses... Time and time again, he's pleading with God for the people. Yeah. Okay. So he's stepping in on their behalf. He's yeah. identifying with them. He's interceding for them. So each and every time he's just pouring his heart into Beautiful. the people. And uh, yeah, he, a really cool way to think about that, Christian. And I, I don't know if I've ever had this thought before, but it just occurred to me now. Based on, and this is one of the great things about when you do Bible study together, somebody says something and it reacts in your own mm. brain and you have thoughts that you wouldn't have had if somebody else wasn't there. Mm. This is why small group Bible study and Bible study in groups like this are so important. It's why Light Bears did Table Talk for years, and we've just done a new season of Table Talk, by the way. It's coming out. You're going to love it. But you said something there that made me go, wow, that's so true. Part of what we're doing when we, to use your language, pour into people is we're making an investment. Mm, that's right. right. We're taking yeah. our time, our resources, our expertise, our whatever, and we're putting into someone else. And mm -hmm. I don't know mm -hmm. if you're much of a, an investor person. I'm not. Gabriel's in the room. Mm. He's a you know, very good investor and in knowing. I'm not wired that way, but mm. I do know this, that if I were to take a bunch of my money, as mm. if I had a bunch of money, and put it into something, I would want to keep track of it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But I'd be looking. And so when we invest in people, not just mm -hmm, in the stock mm -hmm. market or cryptocurrency or whatever, but when we invest in people, we're tracking to see, is God going to get a return on this investment? Mm. Right? We want to see people yeah. grow and be on that spiritual journey. And this is the way that Moses feels about the people. And so I just love this idea yeah. that he was just forgetful of himself. Yeah. He was just such a father, such yeah. a pastor. And you're mentioning that Moses invested all on people. Well, in the same way, you can say that God invested a lot on Moses. I mean, exactly. God, God manifested himself Beautiful. You know, to Moses in ways that he's never manifested himself to any other human being in you know, in, in the history of humanity. No, you're right. So God, God himself was investing a lot on him. Um, so then that next paragraph, as the people gazed upon the aged man, so soon to be taken from them, they recalled with a new and dip, deeper appreciation his parental tenderness. Mm, mm. And you know what I thought to myself? Death does this, mm. right? Yeah. Like we've all experienced mm -hmm. this ourselves and we've seen it in the lives of others. You've done a lot of funerals, no doubt. I've done a lot of funerals. And Death has this ability to really crystallize the things that matter most. Mm. And at a funeral, people are saying, I, you know, you hear some of the most incredible things at funerals, both positive and negative, right? I wish I had mm -hmm. fill in the blank, mm -hmm. or I'm so glad I fill in the blank, right? Like death has this mm -hmm. ability to crystallize things and make people go, wow, I didn't realize what I had, and now they're gone. Mm. Yeah. Right? And, and you get this sense here, now they know that Moses' time is drawing near, they don't know how near, but it's near. They know that Aaron has already died. And now they're going, what a gift God mm. has given us in this leader. We talked yesterday with Gabriel that 
Remember, he said, now they believe that Moses was not just doing this for selfish ambition. It was like, Gabriel and I were like, now? <laughs> now? Yeah. It, 49, 40 years, excuse me, into this? It's mm. like, but here they're just looking at this aged man who loves them so much, who cares for them, yeah. who's so invested in them. And they're like, wait a minute, what, you're leaving? Hmm. You're, and then on the oh the next page, I couldn't believe this line. This is um, 576 for me, the paragraph that begins, the removal of their mm. beloved leader. Mm -hmm. Can you just read that first sentence there? Yeah, Christian? the removal of their beloved leader would be a far stronger rebuke to Israel than any which they could have received had his life and mission been continued. That's one of the most incredible thoughts mm. in the whole chapter to me. Yeah. That the rebuke to them, if Moses stays mm -hmm. around and they fail and they fall and they slink into idolatry and Moses rebukes them, mm -hmm. let's say that on the rebuke meter, that's like a six yeah. or a five or whatever the strength of the rebuke was. Moses being taken from them, mm -hmm. this father figure, this shepherd figure is a 10 on the rebuke meter. Mm. And I thought, wow, that's such an incredible insight that God taking them away was to say, it was actually your sin, your mm -hmm, unbelief. Mm -hmm. And she says they, they remember this and it causes that it causes them deep bitterness to mm. realize that it was their own sin that actually caused Moses to temporarily, not that they're, you know, not that Moses isn't to blame for his own sin, because we always only have ourselves to blame when we fail, but they knew, ooh, wow, mm. this was us. Yeah. We, we did this. Mm. What do you think? Yeah, no, absolutely. And and um, you know, and it's so true though, like you said, it's at the death of someone that we recall, you know, Correct. so many interactions that we have had with that person many a times, interactions that were not very favorable or mm. very, very kind, or or you know, if we had conflicts with that person that now has passed away, mm -hmm. you know, we feel we feel that remorse. Mm -hmm. You know, we feel that guilty feeling, you know. Oh, if only I could take that right. back, if only I could live through that again and do it differently. No doubt, that's what was that's going what on. Israel's in, doing here, Israel's and doing. and happily, we can also have the the opposite experience at a funeral. You can say, "I'm so glad I, yeah, you know, I'm just so happy that I was married to this person for 25 years or 50 years. I'm so glad that we." So that's what you're. In fact, I'll, I'm going to talk about this when I get down to my rubric because I got an interesting practical point. Mm. Um, then, uh, for those of you that are following along with OT with DA every you know regularly, you know that I keep a list of what I call my all-time statements. I keep them at the front mm. of Patriarchs of Prophets. For me, in this paragraph, the one that begins the removal of their beloved leader is an all-time statement. And I think up to this point in the book, I've only got like eight of them. And it's right here. And this is incredible to me. It's an all-time, top-of-the-mountain statement in the whole of Patriarchs and Prophets. God speaks to his, peoples, to his people mm. in blessings mm -hmm. bestowed. That's mm -hmm. God's language. Mm -hmm. That's God's native tongue, mm -hmm. which we see in the Garden of Eden, yeah. right? Of every tree you may freely eat. God's native tongue is to bless, mm -hmm. to create opportunities for flourishing. God speaks to his people in blessings bestowed. And when these are not appreciated, only then does he what? Speak to them in blessings removed mm -hmm. so that they may, mm -hmm. may be led to see mm -hmm. their sins and return to him mm -hmm. with all their heart. Mm -hmm. And I thought this was so cool. Mm -hmm. God's native language is to bless. God's second yeah, tongue yeah. is to remove a blessing yeah, yeah. for the purpose of directing people mm -hmm. back to himself. Yes, yes. And, it, and in both instances, he speaks, he speaks. Yes. So he doesn't just speak in the receiving, in the, the giving of the blessing. He speaks very loudly and sometimes even the removal. with greater conviction when he removes the blessing. Yeah. And, and you know what? And no Great. doubt Moses 
Moses was a blessing. Mm. Moses was a blessing to the people, right? He had parental tenderness, wise counsel, yeah. retiring labors. That's blessings. Yeah. And he was removed from them. So you you speak two languages, Christian. Yep. You're bilingual. Yeah. Yeah. So you speak English and Spanish. Yes. Your yeah. English, if your English is a 10 out of 10, what's your Spanish? Uh, six, seven. Okay. Great. This, yeah. is, this is making my point. Mm-hmm. God's native t- tongue yeah. is to bless. 10 out of 10. Mm-hmm. Okay. And his secondary tongue is to remove. It's not yeah. It's not in his nature to take away. Mm-hmm. He wants to give. Yeah. He wants to bless. He wants to create opportunities for flourishing, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. Mm. And only when, as you know, like you will speak English, given your choice, you'll speak English. But if you're placed in a situation where you have to speak Spanish, you do it. Yeah. But that's not, that's not your native tongue, right? You can, you're conversant in it and yeah. you will do it when. So I just really love this idea that let that settle into you. God's primary attitude toward you, God's posture toward mm-hmm. you is to bless, to create opportunities for flourishing and for joy and for happiness. And only when. Only when mm-hmm. we replace the 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 gift with the giver, mm. or the giver with the gift, only when we make that mistake and we forget God, does God then say, oh, I see that all of those blessings actually mm. have caused you to forget the giver and idolize or deify the gift, and so I'm going to take that away. Mm. But that's not his natural impulse. That's right. That's right. Wow. Um, then I got, I got a lot of Dietrich Bonhoeffer vibes in the next paragraph there where God basically says, you're going to go up on Mount Nebo mm. and die. And Dietrich Bonhoeffer in his classic book, um, The Cost of Discipleship, says when Christ calls a man, mm. he bids him, come and die. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, at the end of the day, Christian, when Jesus says, take up your cross and follow me, and this is Bonhoeffer's point, God is calling everyone to lay down their life in their own way, in their own circumstance, in their own situation for him. And so what we look at this, we think, wow, this is wild. God literally says, Moses, go hike up that mountain and you're going to die. You're not coming mm. down that mountain. But in a way, God says to every one of us, yeah. take up that cross, hike up the mountain and die. Mm. Mm. So I got these Dietrich Bonhoeffer vibes here. You got anything else in that paragraph? In that paragraph? Oh, man. Um, you know that, I did you notice that he, uh, she describes the death of Moses as something mysterious? Twice. Yeah, she Twice. says mysterious. It's a mystery yeah. and it's mysterious. Totally. Uh, which for me tells me that that there are certain aspects possibly of his death that today we may not fully understand. Unpack you know, we, we could we could see the inside. Well, it's a mystery. Gotcha. It's it's a mystery. Something mysterious took place. Yeah. Um, therefore, you know, we can we can definitely reach some conclusions here, but but we won't truly understand possibly until until we see Moses face to face. Yeah. No, I um, think you're right. But in the sense that it's a mystery. But this is what this is what, that paragraph. Something spoke to me. It says, um, uh, Moses had often left the camp in obedience to the divine summons to commune yeah. with God, but he was now to depart on a new and mysterious errand. Yeah. Okay, that might even mean that he himself did not fully understand yeah. what was about to happen. Until he got up there. Yeah. Gotcha. But then it says here, he must go forth to resign his life into the hands I love that. of his creator. I wrote beautiful there. Yeah. I mean, what caught my attention though is the word "resign." Yeah, resign. That—that's the word that that caught my attention. So, I, in fact, I want to see the wording in a dictionary, and this is what it comes out to: um, to voluntarily leave a job, to voluntarily. Yeah, like leave I a resign. Job. Gotcha. Yeah. I resign. But this is the definition that caught my attention: accept that something undesirable cannot be avoided. Yeah. To accept that something undesirable 
cannot be avoided. Beautiful. And here's Moses being told by God, go up to the mountain and die. Mm. And yeah, yeah, he's human like us. Sure. He didn't want to die. I mean, she says it's, again and again that he yeah, still had health and yeah. strength. His eye was yeah, undimmed. It was the severest trial for him to, to part from his people and go up and die. Yeah. But he came to realize that it cannot be avoided. Beautiful. It cannot be avoided. But yeah. this is this is what, what gets me with this. Um, and notice that it says he must go resign his life into the hands of his creator. creator. And what, Beautiful. What, what gets me with that, David, is this, is that God, God created man with his mouth. He breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. Man became a living soul. Yeah. But the Bible says, too, there in, um, in Deuteronomy, and she points it out, that he went to die and that he died according to the word of the Lord. Mm-hmm. The Hebrew word translated word is also mouth. mouth. Yeah. Okay. And with this, is, this is what I conclude. You tell me what you think about this. It says that he, he, was call, he was called to lay down his life or to lay down to rest. Okay. Mm. The incredible thing, though, is that this man was healthy. Yeah, that's right. Now, he was not in his deathbed. He was not, he was not in a condition that was about to result in death. Right. He was healthy, good health. He had good vision, good eyesight, 20-20 vision. The man is 120 years old, and he's climbing mountains. I mean, right. come on. Fair point. You, you hope you climb mountains when you're 120, <laughs> right? When I'm 120, if I'm still climbing mountains, the Lord um, has been very good to so, me. So what gets me is this, is that there is no reason, um, humanly speaking, that he ought to be dying. He's right. not in his deathbed. So so here's a man um, who, who, according to the word of the Lord or the mouth of the Lord, and you know, like Job. And then I thought of Job. Job, the one says, you know, the Lord gives mm-hmm. and the Lord takes, takes away. away. With his mouth, he gave breath and he takes away. Mm. Blessed well, be the like name it. of the Lord. I like it. Could it be said that with his mouth, God removed the breath of Moses and led him to rest? Mm. Gotcha. He like takes the breath back. He took the breath back. Yeah, I like it. And Moses accepted that as something that that was a command by God. See, because when you think about it, um, what wh- what was the cause of his death? See, there you yeah. can't point to anything. Yeah, there's not a natural cause. It's there's a supernatural a cause. cause. Yeah. And if it's a supernatural cause, there's only one one conclusion. God removed the breath. Fascinating. With the breath. With no, the- I, I, you know what's so cool? What I like what you're saying there. And and just remember this: He resigned his life into the hands of his Creator. You yeah. might remember. In the chapter on the death of Aaron, mm. it says that Aaron died in Moses' arms. Mm, yeah. So now get that picture in your mind. Moses, Aaron is about ready to breathe his last. He's seen the vestments, the, the priestly vestments be taken mm. off of him and placed on his eldest mm. son. And this happens, he dies in the arms of, mm. of Moses. Yeah. Well, Moses dies in the arms of God. Mm. Yes. I mean, it literally says yeah. that. Yeah. He resigned his life into the hands, mm-hmm. into the arms of his creator. Yeah. Yeah. And so he was alone. But in the larger sense, he was not alone. Mm-hmm. And, and we're going to get to that in just a second. But in that same paragraph, just listen to this. This is now the third time already. Same paragraph. The severest trial for Moses, in, he's getting ready to die, mm-hmm. was his separation from the people of his care and love. I mean, are you kidding me? Like, like the thing that he's thinking about, he's, he's getting ready to die. He's mm-hmm. going to lay down and that's it. And he's like, the people, yeah, the people, God's people, God's sheep. How are they going to... 
How's Joshua going to do? Maybe I could, I wonder if I could have done more. He's just, he's just trusting. He's mm-hmm. leaning into the goodness of God. Mm-hmm. And I, I just can't get out of my head how much he is like Jesus as yeah. a type of Christ. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Because what is Jesus saying on the cross? What are, what, Father, forgive them. They don't know what mm-hmm. they're doing. What's he thinking about? He's thinking about them. Yeah. And then they're on the cross. He says, woman, behold your son. Son, behold your mother. Like he's not thinking, he's got nails through his hands. Mm. He's nailed to a, a Roman instrument of torture and he's he's going through itemizing all the, them. Mm. Moses here's, oh, I wonder if I, did I tell that? And I, he would have had a laundry list of things that he thought needed to be do to be done. And there's another great lesson here for us. When a warrior, she says he dies like a, like a, like a tired warrior. Mm. When a warrior lays down his sword, when one of God's pastors lays down his shepherd's rod, that doesn't mean the work of God ends. God's work is bigger than any single mm. man, even mm. than Moses. Mm. Mm. I mean, think about this. If Moses can be replaced, anybody can be replaced. <laughs> yeah. The only person that cannot yeah. be replaced <laughs> in the whole of human history is Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? So, so we, should, we should be sad when we... I mean, I've seen some spiritual giants lay down their lives, and you think, who will replace him? Who will replace her? Well, there are Joshua's. God has his quiver, right, full of next man up, next man up, next man up. And while Moses was a giant, he hands the baton to Joshua. Mm. Woo, yeah. come on now. Yeah, yeah. I'm getting goosebumps yeah. here. You know, and, and you know, um, the thought that came to me, too, is that wasn't it the severest um, pain in the heart of God to be separated from his creation, Adam correct. and Eve? Correct, correct. You know, and they hid from his presence. Exactly. That caused the, the severest pain in the heart of the creator when he's calling out and saying, Adam and Eve, where are you? Again, it's Same. the character of God reflected yeah, in the life of, of Moses. Yeah. Beautiful. Um, okay, so then he goes up alone. I'm going to just fast forward here a little bit if I skip over anything. One thing that did really blew me away um, I'm going forward a little bit here. I'm over on page 577, 472. This is a long paragraph that begins in solitude. Moses. Yeah. You got that? Look at the last sentence there. The last sentence here. Mm. As Moses reviewed the result of his labors, his life of trial and sacrifice seemed to have been almost in vain. Mm. Now, for those of you that follow me on Instagram, you'll know that um, I just recently reread a really great book called Paul, a biography. Have you read this yet by N.T. Wright? You have to read it. Yeah. It's incredible. And uh, N.T. Wright, Paul, a biography. Get it, read it, buy it. It's amazing. And one of the things that that Wright drives at in his biography of Paul is that Paul regularly wondered if his whole life, if mm. his whole ministry mm. was all for nothing. Mm. He wrestled with self. He wondered. what. And here Moses comes to the end of his life, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and he's one of the most wildly successful. He wrote Torah. I mean, one of the most wildly successful lives to have ever been lived, one of the most entertaining and amazing Mm -hmm. and uninventable lives. And he looks back and thinks, was it all for nothing? Mm. I mean, at the end of the day, we have to come to the end of our lives and we have to trust our failures Mm. and our successes into the hands of Jesus Mm -hmm. and say, Father, whatever of mine you can use, use it. And Mm -hmm. all of my failures, please gloss over them by Mm -hmm. the blood of Jesus. Please look... Mm. No one comes, I don't think, comes yeah. to the end of their life and is like, you know what? I did mm. it exactly mm. right. Mm-hmm. Even Moses, great Moses, incomparable yeah. Moses, comes to the end of his life and is like, was it all for none? Mm. Yeah. Was my whole life yeah. a failure? Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, yeah. And it takes me to the verse in Hebrews that for the joy that was set before him, yes. he endured the cross. Yes. Okay. 
And here's Moses wondering, questioning, wondering, you know, if his life has almost been in vain, his trial and sacrifice. And as we're going to see a little bit later, you know, he was given a vision yeah, that's right. of the resurrected saints Correct. of all ages. And even before his final breath, I think that there was joy in his heart. Mm. The joy that she he, says it. Yeah. She says it right here. She yes, says he does. had enjoyed special tokens of God's favor and then rather to enjoy the pleasures yeah. of sin perceive it. He, he looks back over his life and he, you know what she says? She says, it's so interesting. I'm reading now, I guess it's that same paragraph. It's the next paragraph that begins, yet he did not regret. Mm. And listen to how this ends. It says, he felt that he had made a wise decision in choosing to suffer affliction. And then she quotes mm. here from Hebrews 11, 25, to suffer affliction with the people of God rather than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a mm. season. So you're right. He looks over and there's this mingling. Mm -hmm. And I think everybody can relate to this. Mingling of sadness and missed opportunities, but also joy for what God had done. Mm. Yeah. Right? Like nobody's life is characterized only by sadness and nobody's life is characterized only by joy. It's a mingling of the two. And Moses here, and he's right on the verge, this next paragraph here is the beginning of this prophetic vision that mm -hmm. God gives mm -hmm. him. But no, I, I had the same thought, you know, that there's yeah. simultaneous sadness and joy mingled together. Mm-hmm. And then in that next paragraph, she makes the point here, and she says this twice about the one wrong act. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you've got to be careful with yeah. this because Ellen White here, I think, is using this term one wrong act stylistically. Mm. In other words, I don't believe that what she's describing, because we know, for example, that Moses murdered an Egyptian. Yeah. Right? So, so it's not that he only committed one sin in his whole life and he almost didn't need a savior. No. Yeah. She's saying that as the leader, that's, that's it. That's the point. Yeah. That's it, because because as a leader, one wrong act correct the cure. That's and, right. and, and the context is leadership. The context is a man who had been entrusted to lead the people of God. There was one wrong act, and you know, and that you know that one wrong act that 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 wording just just what what why does that sound? What is it about that one wrong act that what story is is that pointing me to? And you know what story came to mind? Hmm. The one wrong act that. Adam and Eve committed mm. in this context gotcha, gotcha. that Keep we think we think to ourselves, OK, you know, why would God, you know, here's a man who invested his life 40 years into a people with rebellious, with rebellious, stubborn, knuckleheaded, given people. the promise of the promised land. He is he is just mm. he's so eager. He's waiting for this. Yeah. And wait a minute. We might think one little wrong act. And God, how why would God Fair do point. that? To That's him? a good comparison. Why would God keep him away from such a, a marvelous, you know, yeah. a reality by just one little wrong act. Yeah. Well, think about this. It was one wrong act that cost Adam and Eve to be cast yeah. out of the garden. And in the same way, it was one wrong act that kept Moses from entering the garden. Entering the promised land. Entering the promised land. Beautiful. No, that's a great, I like that. I like that. Yeah. In that paragraph there where she talks about the one wrong act, actually the next paragraph, this begins, and I just, I wrote here, prophecy or prophetic vision, because beginning with the paragraph and now a panoramic view, because he goes up onto the mountain and before he lays down to, to die like a tired warrior, mm. he surveys and he looks out and sees where they've come from and where they're going and, and where the you know battle was won there in Bashan, and he's seeing it all. But then she makes this transition into prophetic vision. Yeah. And it begins, and now a panoramic view of the, and this is, I think, a very stylistic decision she makes here. She says, of a, a panoramic view of the land of promise, which she uses slightly differently here than promised land. 
right? The land of promise and what takes place over the next like four pages, seven or mm -hmm. eight paragraphs yeah. is all mm -hmm. prophetic vision. It's amazing. It's Ooh. beautiful. Yeah. And let me just say that if you haven't already done this, go back and read this section and highlight or underline every time that you come across a word like this. Vision, heard, mm -hmm. look, saw, mm -hmm. beheld, beheld yeah. listened. I mean, all of this, again and again. He saw, he beheld, he viewed, he saw, mm -hmm. he heard, he beheld, he saw, he looked, he looked, he beheld, he saw. I mean, just over yeah. and over. Clearly, she's driving at the fact here that Moses is entering into a prophetic mm -hmm. vision. Mm -hmm. He's a seer here, and he's seeing things. And mm. what he sees is the whole of salvation mm -hmm. history. Mm -hmm. Yeah, literally. I mean, I he mean, sees wow. the whole thing. And, and I love this line right back there in that first paragraph of the prophetic vision. He seemed to be looking upon a second Eden. Mm -hmm. What? <laughs> what? Yeah, I underline Whoa! That. And I got to read this, because this just reminds... In fact, you got it there? Are you there? Yeah. Read the what comes after that, because to me, this is she's kind of de describing what the new heaven and the new earth are going to look like. Yeah, he seemed to be looking upon a second Eden. There were mountains clothed with cedars of Lebanon, high hills gray with olives and fragrant with the odor of the vine, mm. wide green plains, bright with flowers Beautiful. and rich in fruitfulness. Here are the palm trees of the tropics. There are waving fields of wheat and barley, sunny Valleys musical with the ribble of brooks and the songs of birds. The songs of birds. Mm. Come on now. Goodly cities and fair gardens. Lakes rich in the abundance of the seas. Grazing flocks upon the hillsides. And even amid the rocks, the wild bees hoard treasures. It was indeed such a land as Moses, inspired by the Spirit of God, had described to Israel, blessed of the Lord. Mm. For the precious things of heaven, for the dew, for the deep that couches beneath, and for the precious fruits brought forth by the sun, and for the chief things of the ancient mountains, mm. and for the precious things of the earth and fullness thereof. I mean, this is what Moses sees. He yeah. sees a second Eden. Yeah. He yeah. sees the new heaven and the new earth. Yeah. And I thought this was such a beautiful description. Yeah. I mean, doesn't that just sound like the most idyllic? Mm. Eden I mean, I want to go there. I want to hear those bird songs. I want to see, I want to smell that, she says, the... Uh, the, uh, uh, the about the vine. Let mm. me see if I can find that there. Fragrant with the odor of the vine. Mm -hmm. Come on now. I just, ooh, this description is so beautiful. And then what unfolds over the next like four pages, most yeah. of the chapter, honestly, is Moses seeing, 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 hearing, yeah. hearing. And he sees it all. Yeah. He and, sees it all. And since I read it, I, I read it in that paragraph, I want to point something out. Yeah. She says at least twice, maybe even more. Uh, he says, inspired by the, she says, inspired by the Spirit of God. Um, before, a few paragraphs before, she had said, again, the Spirit of God rested upon rested him. Upon him. I did, so I saw the same. What, what I'm noticing is that Moses was spirit-filled, okay? The, the, the fact that he was not being permitted to go into the promised land was not because he had committed the impartable sin. Great point. This man is filled with the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Okay? So it's not because... He has departed from God and is no longer. You see what I'm saying? No, totally. He's spirit filled. No, totally. Yeah. And the and the the punchline of the whole chapter, obviously. Yeah. I mean, the punchline of the chapter is yeah. God did not allow Moses to go into the mm. lower P, lower L promised mm -hmm, land mm -hmm. because he was going to lay him in the dust of the earth momentarily. Yeah. And then he was going to resurrect him shortly thereafter, mm -hmm. and he was going to go into the capital P. Yeah. Capital L Promised yeah. Land. Yeah. And she says some of the coolest things. In fact, I just got to say, one of my very favorite things in this whole prophetic vision, mm. this is on page 580 
It's a long paragraph that begins, he followed the Savior to Gethsemane. She, he, sees, he sees the whole of salvation history, which is amazing. But this just like caused my, my heart to just flutter within me. It caused the hair to stand up mm. on the back of my neck. Listen to this. This is down toward the end of that uh, paragraph. She says, um, he saw the shining gates open to receive him. This is after the resurrection and after his ascension. And the host of heaven with songs of triumph welcoming their commander. And mm. the, look at this. And it was there revealed to him that he mm -hmm. himself yeah. would be one mm -hmm. who should attend the Savior and open to him the wow. everlasting gates. Oh. <laughs> Mind blown. Woo. Wow. He saw that he would be one of those yeah. that open up the gates and say, yeah. who is the king of glory? Mm. I mean, come on. That's yeah. way better than the promised land. Yes, yes. Right? So so even here, it looks like, you know, where sin abounds, grace abounds mm. much more. It looks like, oh, bummer. Moses didn't get to go into the lower P, lower L promised land. Yeah, but what God did there is that where Moses' one sin mm. abounded, God's one act of grace. This mm. is Romans 5, basically, 12 to 21. That, that God does something unexpected. He resurrects him and mm. gives him this incredible mm -hmm. vision. Yeah. Okay, the, the vision is pre-resurrection. But... So much more. In fact, yeah. she actually says, I'll so, quote it there. <laughs> you know, as you're going to there, you know, I, I thought to myself, wait a minute, he's 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 already in heaven. He's already resurrected. Right. Um, and he's gonna be waiting for the savior to come with the redeemed resurrected saints because he's already there. That's right. Do you follow what I'm saying? No, totally so I, I don't see him necessarily in my imagination. Don't see him coming down with the angels of heaven at the second coming. He sees it the other way. He sees it the other way. No, he's that's waiting. Cool. That's cool. Saying, all right, they're going to be showing up. They're going to be showing up. I'm waiting. And That's when, a really great point. The vast majority of human beings yeah. will see the second vast coming one. Yeah, yeah. from the earth. Yeah. You know, like looking up, like right, you see right, a plane right, in right, the right, sky. Right, yeah, yeah. Moses... We'll see it the other way. Yeah, and he's waiting. Oh, that's really cool. I never thought of that. Waiting to open to us, we could say, not just to him. Oh, that's beautiful. But he's opening the door for us because we're going to show up now later. I loved. Yeah. I loved this whole section. She says he was filled with joy when he sees Gethsemane. He's filled with astonishment and horror when he sees. You know, it's both. He sees the mm -hmm. whole of salvation history with all of its ups and all of its downs, but. He could lay down his sword mm. as a tired warrior knowing God's got this. Yeah. God's got this. And can I just yeah. say, and, and by the way, I'm willing to be, you can disagree with me on this because mm. this is a matter of preference, what I'm going to say right now. She says, amazingly, that if Moses had not committed that one sin, that he would have gone into the promised land and been that. translated. I noticed that. Okay. What is your conclusion about that? Okay, here's my conclusion. Oh. You, you don't have to like this, but I'm going to say it anyway. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm not excusing the sin, mm -hmm. but I actually think this is cooler. Mm. He's the first person to ever be resurrected in the history of the universe. Yeah, yeah. To me, that's... that's yeah. that Because Enoch had already been translated. Yeah. Right? Like he, Enoch he, had already be the, been translated. He'd be the number yeah. two translated, and then mm. Elijah's going to get translated. Mm -hmm. Like, translations... Awesome and it's amazing and it's cool. Yeah. But I he's the first guy yeah. to ever be resurrected. Yeah. 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 But then I thought, okay, if Moses would now. have not seen death, okay, then I, I thought to myself, Elijah would have died then. And he would have been resurrected just like as Moses would. Why? So somebody has to be the first first fruits oh, gotcha. of the yeah, resurrection. Yeah, yeah. Or could have been somebody Moses, else. No, that's true. Let's say Elijah, because Elijah was the other guy. I just think, to me, the idea that you get to be the first resurrected person. I mean, think yeah. about it this way. Think about the theology of it. The whole plan of salvation works because the resurrection happened. Yeah. Right? Like Jesus conquered sin, and he conquered that which sin causes, death. 
right? So, so the whole, the hinge on which the entire plan of salvation hinges is that God has conquered death. Mm -hmm. God has conquered sin. The resurrection is the thing. And Moses, not Jesus, Moses yeah. gets to be the first person in yeah. the history of the universe yeah. to be resurrected. Too cool. You know, and just, too cool. and just like, too amazing. yeah. And just like the lamb, the lamb of God, Gabriel's over here praising the Lord in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> and just, just as much as the lamb pointed to the cross. Okay, mm -hmm. I see it in the same way Moses' resurrection points to ours. Amen. Points to our resurrection. Of course. of course. Gives us that forever assurance or forever certainty of the resurrection. Yeah. I mean, Moses, when Moses lays down, he closes his eyes. All he knows is that he has this unquestioning faith in Yahweh. Mm. What he doesn't yet understand is that he's going to spend, I mean, she says the angels buried him. How cool is that? Yeah. I mean, the angels came and buried him. And he's just in the in the ground for a short time. And here's what I think. Mm. You know what I think? I think that Moses was such a close friend of God's. And he so deeply resonated with the heart of God that God said basically this, I can't be away from him. <laughs> I, I, can't, I can't be away from Moses this long. I miss him. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, literally, yeah. I think God was like, he's a friend of me. I miss him. Let's go resurrect mm. him. Yeah, and then some of the angels might have said, right, right now? Like, no, the resurrection's at the end. I know, but I got to make an exception. <laughs> yeah. I just miss him. I, I so wanted him to go to the promised land. I mean, this is the, mm. this is the mm. Moses who, when God said, I'm going to blot these people out of existence and I'm going to make you my nation. He said, no, 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 blot me out. Mm. God was so resonant mm -hmm. with Moses mm -hmm. and Moses with God that after Moses died, I think God was pacing around, you know, so to speak, in heaven. And he thought, mm -hmm. let's go get him. Let's go get him. <laughs> and he gets yeah. down there with his angels. And of course, Satan's like, whoa, 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 ashes to ashes, dust mm -hmm. to dust. You've got no right. And then you have that great verse there in Jude, right? Yet Michael, the archangel, when contending with the devil about the body of Moses, durst not yeah. bring against him a railing accusation, but said, the Lord rebuke thee. Yeah, yeah. Dude, what? I mean, <laughs> if you could be a fly on a wall to see any scene mm. in the Old Testament, I ask people this all the time. If you could see any scene in the Old Testament, what scene would you see? And people say like David and Goliath, the flood, mm -hmm. um, creation. Mm -hmm. Surely the resurrection of Moses was, would be in the top five. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, right? Like, yeah. here comes Jesus with this retinue of angels, and here's Lucifer with his fallen angels protesting. Mm. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. Come on now. Mm. Oh, that just gets wow, me. Wow, wow, wow. I get goosebumps when I think about that. He doesn't even he doesn't even engage in, you know, debate, dialogue. He doesn't condescend mm. to the level of Satan's trolling. He just says, the Lord rebuke thee. Mm. <laughs> Moses comes up in a glorified body, and they go floating off. I mean, come on. Yeah, and, and Satan, Woo! Satan thought that he he was going to have his way because if you think about it, those who had been before Moses, you know, Abel, Abel was a righteous man. Mm. Um, yeah, fair point. you know, he was he was he was a martyr. He was he was you know killed by his brother, um, but he was kept in the grave. And I, I could see Satan just just saying, yeah, even Abel's mine. Even Abel mm. is, some, is in the grave, so he's not anticipating. This. No. <laughs> That's the last and, thing. And she says that after Moses resurrected, mm -hmm. she says he was alarmed for his, Satan was alarmed <laughs> for his supremacy. supremacy. He yeah. realized, yeah. oh, it's over. Yeah. He doesn't know how yet because mm. the, the exact mechanics of the plan of salvation are only seen in the shadowy symbols of the sanctuary. Mm -hmm. He doesn't fully understand it, but he knows that something is going to happen that will make this legal. Because mm -hmm. she makes the point in here about, in fact, I'll just read it here. This is getting toward the end. The paragraph begins, in consequence of sin, this is on page 583, 479 of the original. Original In consequence of sin, Moses had come under the power of Satan, 
in his own merits, he was death's lawful captive. Mm. So, so Satan shows up there at Moses when, you know, somehow he becomes aware that Jesus is coming to resurrect him, and he thinks, no, no, this is illegal. This is a violation of what we talked about uh, when John Peckham was here, the, the terms of engagement, the rules of engagement. He said, whoa, 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 whoa. Mm -hmm. And he's, he said, this is illegal. Mm -hmm. and, and Jesus doesn't get into an argument with him. He just resurrects him, which means that at some level, one of two things must be true. Mm -hmm. Either God is not playing by the rules mm -hmm. or something as yet to be revealed mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. In, in the future is going to make what he's doing here lawful. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes, in the corner, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, and he, he would have been totally befuddled. I mean, there goes Jesus, there goes the angels, and there goes Moses floating up. And mm -hmm. all he knows is, mm -hmm. I'm going to lose this. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The promise in yeah. Eden was, you will bruise his heel and your head will be crushed. And all he knows now is, if God can take people out of the dust, mm -hmm. I'm cooked. <laughs> yeah. I'm cooked. Yeah. yeah. Woo! Yeah, and he uses the words, he uses the words, captives and prisoners. Yeah. These are These are the... These are the words that, you know, that Satan, you know, was using, claiming those yeah, in the grave totally, as his own. Totally. And like you're saying, you know, he's, he's about to realize that, wow. And something you've mentioned about angels, angels there buried him. You know, um, it says there, Mo Moses knew that he was to die alone. Um, no earthly friend would be permitted to minister to right. him in his last hours. Um, no earthly friends were there, but heavenly friends were there. Yeah, beautiful. Heavenly friends were there. You know, beautiful. and... You know, at the end of the day, God, God has, God has, there is a, there is a, a spiritual family that, that we belong to. I'm so glad I'm a part of the family of God. Amen. Come the on heavenly now. angels uh, minister to us. The unseen friends beautiful, are always there, even Hallelujah. when earthly friends don't seem to be around. We're surrounded by earthly friends. And, you know, and something else that I, I noticed too is that, did you catch this? Um, scripture says, and LGY points it out, that he was told to go up to the mountain and die in the mountain, right? Yeah, gotcha. But then when he's buried, did you notice? He's buried in the valley. Mm, I didn't get that. Did you never? Did no, you I didn't see it? it. I didn't get it. Um, he was buried in the valley. Mm. Died in the mountain, but buried in the valley. Interesting. Yeah. No, I didn't see um, it. You know, and, and of course, it points out that, um, that the reason why no one was witnessing of where he was buried is because they would make a yeah. shrine out of that. Yeah. Um, but it's interesting to turn, me. He was turn it buried into, uh, like, basically, yeah, a shrine, yeah. an idolatry shrine. Um, so, meaning that they might have gone up to the mountain right. looking for the body of Moses. Um, but well, that's a good point. And God just, like, took it I'm somewhere else. it to the valley. I'm going to So that they couldn't it. exhume it. Like, I mean, because yeah. they, they had seen this happen in Egypt. That's yeah. actually kind of a good point, right? That that they didn't, they never found the bones of Moses, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Come on now. Um Let's see, you translated. Okay, I'm kind of at the end here a little bit. Um, lawful captive. So much, I mean, there's so much more that we could yeah. say. But there's a, I'm going to go to the last few paragraphs. I got a couple observations, and then I'll give you the last word, Christian, and then we'll do the rubric. Um, this is on page 584. Actually, the paragraph starts on 583. Never till, ex never till exemplified in the sacrifice of Christ were the justice and love of God more strikingly. Okay, now it's that paragraph, and jump down. About halfway through that, he could not grant the prayer of Moses that he might share the inheritance of Israel, but he did not forsake or forget his servant. And I just highlighted both of those phrases. He could not, but he did not. Mm -hmm. Okay, do that. I strongly encourage mm -hmm. you just to put a box or a highlight. He could not, 
but he did not. In other words, here's what she's saying. He couldn't let him in to the lowercase l or lowercase l and p promised land because it would have sent all the wrong messages to Israel. Okay, but that's not a victory for the enemy because even though he could not grant that request, he did not mm. forget on forget or forsake him, and so he had an even bigger, better. And I just thought to myself, how often do we pray for something? We don't get what we want. We think, man, I thought that would, mm. you know, why didn't God yeah. come through on that? And it's because God has something bigger mm. and better yes. in store for us, yes. right? Like maybe God can't do this, yeah. but what he is going to do is going to be bigger and better than mm -hmm. the thing that mm -hmm. you really hoped he would do. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So that really jumped out at me because yeah, she says awesome. literally in the last sentence of that paragraph, on top of Pisgah, God called Moses to an inheritance infinitely more mm -hmm. glorious mm -hmm. than the earthly Canaan. So if mm. God doesn't answer your prayer, your wish, your desire, what you're hoping for here, here's a guarantee. No one's going to get to the new heaven and the mm -hmm. new earth and mm -hmm. say, you know what? I thought this would be better. Mm. Yeah. You know, I'm a little yeah. disappointed. No, it will be infinitely mm -hmm. more mm -hmm. glorious. Mm -hmm. And we're not all going to get what we want in yeah. this. Yeah. I mean, God has put yeah. eternity in our hearts. We're yeah. not all going to get exactly what we want in the here and now, mm. but what God doesn't answer here does not mean he's mm -hmm, forgotten you. Mm -hmm. He could not, but he did not. Mm, yes. Okay, that's my thing. What yeah. you got? And don't, don't you think there are times when God counts us as worthy to go through trials and, and tribulations uh, for the sake of others observing us, watching us? 100%. You see what I'm saying? 100%. And so here's Moses, and could it be that God, God said, Moses, he's my, he, he trusts me. Yep. But for the sake of the people, yeah. okay, I will lay him to rest. Yeah, I agree. Totally. Agree. I will bring, I he longed to be able to translate right. Moses to heaven. I mean, that, that would have been God's desire, God's right. heart. But for, for the sake of the lessons learned that the people, the convictions that would come to the people, the She the, says it was the greatest rebuke he could give. Right. And because he saw Moses, and in other words, the application is I want to live a life. That God, that even my death, that I would ex I would be willing to die, to mm. will be willing to accept that which is unfavorable. Remember the definition of of um, resign. Resign. That I would be willing to accept something undesirable. Okay, that cannot be avoided for the sake that somebody a greater good would be one for eternity, or somebody oh, would would be able to to come into a same relationship with Christ. I want to live that kind of life. Beautiful. See what I'm saying? No, I don't and, see it. But I love it. The, the, the last thing that really spoke to me, okay, though. I'll give you the final word, the, then we'll do the rubric. All right. So such is the last scene. Last scene. All right. Revealed to mortal vision in the history of that man, so highly honored of heaven. Mm. You know, because we don't forget Moses' upbringing. He, Come on now. He could have, should have, would have been the highest or highly honored among men. Among men. He would have. He was a pharaoh. As a pharaoh in a in a golden you know casket or casket whatever, whatever. Highly honored, but he refused. Instead, he chose to suffer the affliction. Da da da. Why? And he became, at the end, highly honored of heaven. Of heaven. And and that was. That's an exchange. That's the that's that's an exchange that yeah. I'm willing to make. Amen. Right. Yeah. That's a better outcome. Yes. Come on now. Okay, you ready for the rubric? Okay. The point, the person, the prayer, the practice, yeah. and the promise. Christian, what was the point of this chapter? Uh, I wrote, to, chron to chronicle the closing scenes of Moses' life as depictions of God's infinite love and justice, mm. 
and the forever certainty of the resurrection in light of the great controversy. Whoa. Say that again. That was all really well said. Do to, it again. Um, to chronicle the closing scenes love it. of Moses' life yeah. as depictions of God's infinite love yeah. and justice and the forever certainty of the resurrection in the light of the great controversy. Right. Oh, that's really good. That's extremely theologically dense. Um, I wrote to tell the beautiful and yet sad story of Moses' death and of the first ever resurrection. Mm, mm, and also ever. to mm. look prophetically through Moses' eyes at salvation history. Mm, yeah. Very similar, actually, to what you wrote there. You just wrote it a little better than me. Um, what do we learn about the person of God in this chapter? And what I wrote was something you just said to a few minutes ago. So oh, let me, let me hear it. God always has something more glorious than anything that the earth, than anything that could be experienced on earth when yeah. we fully trust in him. You know, what could have been experienced on earth mm. would have been to enter the promised land Whoa. on earth, right? Best possible scenario. But God always has something more glorious, something better. You ready for this? What? God has something better. Dude. I'm telling you, read it right here. God has something better in store for those that place their trust bro, in the merits bro, and resurrection whoa, of Jesus whoa, Christ. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I said God always has something better, more glorious, when they fully trust in him. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it must be the shirts. It's man. the shirts. It's it's the shirt. the We're shirts. twinning. We're twinning. Um, <laughs> if only I could have your hair. The, you know, hey, let it go. Go public yeah, with this. That's, How, what did you say you oh, would yeah. get me for my? I'll tell you a story. <laughs> Earlier today, we had uh, breakfast. In fact, we ate so much at breakfast this morning at this local <laughs> cafe. It's amazing. We ate hours ago, and none of us in this room have been hungry since. I'm not even hungry no. now yet. No. Anyway, so at breakfast, I looked at Christian with his incredible head of hair, and I said, Christian. I would pay $5,000 right now. I would just borrow money and I'd say, if you could put, if you could transfer that head of hair onto my head, 5,000 bucks, no question that I might even go 10,000. I, I would do something. I mean, this head of hair is amazing. So I'm, I'm trying not to covet here. Um, so I just have to remember, God has something better in store for me. Amen. I mean, that would be good. That head of hair, but God's got something even better in store for me. Maybe, maybe in heaven, I'm going to have an afro. That would be the best of all possible worlds. A giant basketball-sized, basketball-shaped afro. Because my sister has this amazing afro, and I used to be jealous of her hair. And, you know, you can, can't you just see me with a big yeah, afro? Yeah. Now, I love your son's hair, though. Oh, he's, oh. he's got the best mullet in the history of mullets. Oh, <laughs> yes. It is amazing. Violetta hates it. Oh, she just hates it. She cannot handle it. Okay, how do we pray this chapter? Mm, I said, oh, this is this what it was this personal. Okay. Even when I must face and endure the consequences of my sin, mm -hmm. may I ever believe and trust that I have been forgiven and redeemed to spend eternity with him, with you. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, totally. I know exactly. Because uh, here's Moses who um, you know. You know, we talk about the consequences of not going to the promised land. A lot of it had to do also with not just for the sake of the people, but for the, the reality that as a leader, he, 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 he sinned by placing his, tr um, but not placing his trust in God. Yeah, I got okay? you. And so I want to be able to, to face consequences with this assurance at the same time that I've been forgiven. Am I experiencing consequences? Sure. Yes, but that should not cause me to doubt that I've been forgiven. Beautiful. Sometimes when we have consequences, the devil comes and whispers to us and says, you're not forgiven. Look at you. 
Mm. You know, you're suffering these consequences because you are unforgivable. See what I'm saying? No, I got you. Um, but I want to be, I want to be like Moses and believe because it does say that he was assured of 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 his eternal life because he had repented. That's right. It says, yeah, that he was and a he little he was a little nervous about it all, but yeah. God assured him. You yeah, know, he just thought about the sanctuary system, and God gave him the yeah. eternal assurance. Mine's a little bit like yours, Christian. Actually, I put Father by your grace. May I, like Moses of old, be resurrected to something infinitely more glorious than the best that this fallen world has to offer. Amen, yeah. yeah. Um, how do we practice this chapter? Mm. Well, this is what I wrote. Um, take time to, re quote, oh, review my good. life. This is excellent. I already like it. Because you see that more than once, in fact. Right. Um, you know, he reviewed his life. He reflected. Or, oh, you know, this is great. No, uh, this so is I great. said, take time to review my life, to look back, on how God has led me in the past to examine my life, to repent, yep. and to believe. That's beautiful. That's a great, friends, I think that's the that's that's a way better practical application than I had. Mine's good, but yours is better. Like this is we should take those times yeah. in those seasons of our life to to look back, to reflect, mm -hmm. and to see where we've come from, you know, to kind of go up on the top of you know Mount Nebo and look say, okay, that's where I was. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is where I am. And, that's where I'm going. And then pray that God gives us that over-the-horizon vision that this is just the start of the life that That's God right. has for us. That's a great point. I really like that. Um, I wrote to, to live my life as one getting ready to die. I, I, I've always been kind of fascinated by death ever since I was very young. Like we, I don't think we think enough about mm. dying. Mm. We should be thinking, hey, one day I'm going to die and... Not in the selfish, like, oh, I've got a bucket list of things I've got to do. Listen, your bucket list, not that you shouldn't want to do things before you die. Nothing wrong with that. But but whatever your bucket list is, you're going to get to do infinitely better, infinitely more glorious things in the hereafter. Mm -hmm. But I do think that we, we shouldn't live our lives as if we're not going to die. We should be continually mm -hmm. mindful. Hey, one of these days I'm going to die. And everybody at some level dies alone. Mm hmm yeah. I mean, you know, it says he went up on the mountain to die alone. But even if you're if you die in the arms of another person, you still are uniquely mysteriously facing death because when you breathe the last breath, everybody else in the hospital room or everybody else on the battlefield or everybody else in the wherever you are, mm -hmm. they all get to live. Yeah. So, I think we should remind ourselves regularly of our mortality. Yeah, that's right. That's and right. not live in this sort of, oh no, I'm guaranteed 70 years I mean, I've already mentioned several times that I've had three very close friends all die mm. in, you know, very prematurely. Mm -hmm. I mean, I assure you, my friend David that, you know, went to sleep and didn't wake up. He didn't think he wasn't going to wake up the next day. He had a bus to drive. He had stuff to do the next day. Yeah. And he, he never woke up. Yeah. yeah. We need to remind ourselves we're going to die. We need to get yeah. ready. And I want to emphasize that it's also for the purpose of giving God the opportunity to grant me repentance. Yes. Because I, as I review my life, convictions come, you yeah. know, um, search my heart of God and, and lead me in the way everlasting, right? Yeah. And what's interesting, and I want to emphasize this, is that Moses, no doubt, repented. Even even at the, before his last breath, he repented. Even of the sin of, at Kadesh, he repented. Yeah. But yet, the consequences remain. Yeah, that's right. And we have to be reminded of that, don't we? That even though we may repent, the reality is, is that the, the 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 act of sin or the the choice to do my will or in the God's will does play itself out. That's right. In in consequences of my choices, 
but yet we can have the absolute assurance that we're forgiven in the blood of the Lamb. Thank you, Jesus. Christian, what is the uh, promise? What's God's promise to you? Um, I wrote, even, even when I am faithless or unfaithful, God remains faithful. Amen. Beautiful. My promise was 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 16 to 18. I'll read it. Therefore, we do not lose heart, mm. even though our outward man is perishing. That's literally what happened to Moses. Yeah. He died. Even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more, and she quotes this verse in the chapter, a far more in exceed, exceeding an eternal weight of glory. While we do not look at the things that are seen, but like Moses did, he looked at mm. the things that were unseen. Mm -hmm. Come on now. Mm. The things that are not seen, for the things that are seen are just temporary, mm. but the things that are not seen are eternal. Wow. And that that verse, that whole passage there, 2 Corinthians 4, 16, 18, really mm. captures the whole of this yeah. chapter. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, there's a thought. I got to share this. It's, go, it's, go. It's, it's just like God came down upon Adam and breathed with his mouth his, into his nostrils the breath of life. Yeah. Would, it, would I be too off to say that, could it be that Moses was laid down on the ground mm. and God approached him and with his mouth, he removed the breath. Yeah. It's almost like God approaches Moses, Moses and God make eye contact. Yeah, gotcha. As, you no, see you made I'm that saying? point earlier. I like yeah. that point. Make because eye he, contact. he still had a lot and, of life left in him. He and was as, bigger. Yeah, he had health. Yeah, yeah. And as God approaches Moses, Moses sees God approaching him. And with his mouth, God removes the breath of life. That's, a, that's an incredible picture. And lays him to rest. I mean, it does say that he was in the arms of the yeah, Creator. Yeah. He resigned so, his life yeah. in the hands of his Creator. So the, the image there, yeah. the very beautiful poetic that image, close God is close to him. With his mouth. I wow. like that. Hmm. Um, okay, so uh, let's go here to everybody. Let's see what our word is. And Gabriel, I'll have you come over here around. Yep, come on over. Uh, just put your head right here between us. There What's you go. Up, just bro? stay in the light. Amen. Okay, so let's see what everybody's word is here. Um, they're a little bit lagged behind us. Let's see. Did he die at 120 years? Dwight L. Moody says, I missed that. Dwight L. Moody says, Moses spent 40 years doing the, uh, thinking he was somebody, 40 years thinking he was nobody, and 40 years discovering what God can do with a nobody. Yeah, oh, that's oh, good. Yeah, I like that. Okay, stoop, seen, friend, inheritance, better. Good word. That was almost mm. my word. Glorious. Look, let us know if you see your word. See. No one's going to get my word. Oh, really? You're so, you're so sure? Yeah. I don't um, think no one's going to get mine. Journey. Saw. Faithful. That was almost. See. I haven't seen my word yet either. No, I haven't either. Yeah, see would be a really good one because all of those, you know, mm -hmm. he saw, he, he beheld, he viewed, he looked. What else do we have here? Blessings. Mm. That's good. Joy. Mm. Yes, yeah, she does talk about enjoyed several times. Trust. I, I almost picked that one. Oh, I really? Almost, yeah. That was almost your word. Yeah. Oh, resign. That's really good. Dude, Frankie, you said resign. Is that you? Oh, Frankie, no. my word was resign. Oh, look wow. at that. Wow. Reflection. And it's only once in that whole chapter. Yeah. Home. Mm. Grace. Title. Oh, I know exactly where you're going with that, Reiner. I, I know the very sentence you're describing there. Resign Yet. again. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Share. Resign. Very yeah. good. Okay, so if you, I haven't seen my word yet. Astonishingly, I haven't seen my word. Reward, says Sylvia. Fixed. Captain. Gates. I had captain a few chapters ago, so I can't use that one again because I don't like to use the same word twice. 
Um, did you even see your word, Gabe? No. Oh, my my word. Okay, tell us your word. It's an it's a it's a intuitive word. Okay, well let's hear. Let's hear. Investment. Investment. Whoa. Yeah, we talked spoken like a spoken like an investor. Okay, unpack it for us. Okay, so there's when you get investment. Warrior. Hold on, just a couple more. Warrior. Panoramic. Life. Manifested. Seen. Promised. Infinitely. I haven't seen my word yet. Astonishingly. Dying to self. Says Colombian artist. Okay, go ahead. Investment. Mm. So I like you, it. When you make an investment, you're, it has a maturity date typically, sometimes. Okay. When you buy a certain type. And that maturity date, you get your return on investment. Mm-hmm. You get your investment back. Yeah. And so this was an investment. God made an investment in Moses. Yes, yeah, yeah. And he, it was in his character. Okay. Over that time, oh, he I had like a return it. on it as investment. Mm. Moses was investing in the children of Israel. They were going over to the promised land, so that was his return on investment. Okay, yeah. I like that. Matured. Yeah, so there I was like that. Multiple maturations of return of on an investment. investment. Yeah, and your word was resign. Yeah, and I cannot believe not nobody had my word. I thought a lot of people would have this word. Commander, I think it's kind of obvious. I thought Ooh. my word is resurrection. Resurrection. This is the yeah. first ever resurrection in the history of the universe. Resurrection. Yeah. <laughs> resurrection <laughs> is my word. Was did anybody have that and I just missed it? Resurrection. Did anybody uh, let me know if you if that was your word and I just it, it went by so fast that I didn't hear. It. Yeah, my I like your word resign. Resign. You had that really strong yeah. sense. And I want to resign. Oh yeah, there we go. To God's will. Joanne says resurrection was mine too. Mm, okay. Yeah. God's return on investment yeah. is the ecclesia. I agree, Scott. It's the church. Okay, there's another resurrection tokens. Cassandra says I love the return on investment. Yeah, that's a great point. Moses got a return on his investment. The children of Israel went into the promised land. And then God gets a return on his investment in the character of Moses, a amen, friend amen. with whom he will spend eternity. Amen. John Ring Hifo says resurrection. Okay, there were there were a <laughs> Good job, John. Oh, uh, Sylvia <laughs> says resurrection was the reward. Yeah, that's yeah. true. That's true. Yeah. Um all of a sudden there's a bunch of resurrections. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and they might have been there in the first place, but I just didn't see them. Hey, I just want to thank uh Gabriel and Christian. Thank you guys for they came here, they flew here, they got on a plane. What where, 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 what airport did you get on? Dulles. Dulles? Yeah. And was it straight to Denver? Straight. Yeah. So it was I was I thought yeah. you were gonna say, oh no, we, we went to <laughs> we Chicago, Chicago and then we went to Chicago. Houston <laughs> and then we got routed to Phoenix and then we finally ended up here. But it's actually just a simple Bro, thing. we're friends forever, bro. You know, <laughs> you know, that's why. Thank you guys for tuning in. Hope you enjoyed it. By the way, um uh, we'll be sort of alone mm-hmm. for a few days and then Elise, what day is today? Is today Monday? Monday. I think Elise comes on Wednesday or Thursday. We have Elise, then we have Ty Gibson, and then I'm going to Australia, which by the way, I don't know if you're following this, but they're they're having tremendous flooding in Australia where Ty is at, where a, a rise is taking place. Like when I was there five years ago, they had a once in a century flood and they've now had a worse flood five years later. Mm. So it's yeah, an sad. absolute nightmare. Yeah, wow. And so keep them in your prayers. Um, there's a lot to pray for in the world. Of course there is, but just kind of giving you the outline here. I'll be alone for a couple days. Then we've got, um, Elise, then Ty, and then I'm in Australia and I'll tell you how that's going to work. Um, but I don't think I leave for, I think I leave in like 12 days or something. So God bless you all. Love you so much. In just a little bit, I'll put up the Instagram post with the shirts. You can go to types and symbols right now. Remember there's only two weeks to order those shirts and that's it. Two weeks. So Uh, Get a shirt, get a hoodie. Remember, the prices are a little higher than we wanted them to be. $25 for a shirt, $55 for a hoodie. That's basically our cost. It's just passed right over to you. That includes shipping. 
And I think they look really good. Thank you to Mark and the team for putting together a great shirt design. And then, you know, you can get the OT with DA and then the next time we can be matching mm -hmm. again. So, all right, let's pray together. Father in heaven, we want to thank you so much for your love, for your mercy, for your kindness. And we want to thank you, Father, that there is for us something infinitely more glorious that awaits. Um, Father, in the story of the death of Moses, we are mingled mingle together. We see the simultaneous joy and elation of the promise and also the sadness. And so, Father, help us to realize that this world is not our home, that death is not the end, and that sin, even though it does have its consequences and it leaves its scars, that if we will not be rejectors of your mercy in our lives, sin will not have the last word. Amen. Father, we have been beaten down by sin. We have had guilt and shame, and we have failed and fallen. But Father, we confess our sins. We turn our, our shortcomings over to you. And we ask that you will please not allow sin to have the last word in our lives. Amen. May Jesus have the last word, and may that word be resurrection or translation. That'd be great, too. And this is our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.